Cardano Foundation Chief Executive Officer Fred Griegard, he's been at the helm now two months, and he joins us to answer our questions. That's what's coming up on your Cardano Update. Hello Cardano fans everywhere, welcome to your Cardano update. It is Tuesday, the 22nd of December, 2020. I'm James Kiever, one of three stake pool operators of United Stakes of Cardano, the stake pool that makes this newscast possible, just in case you're looking for a stake pool to delegate with. All right, before you forget, make sure to like this video and subscribe to our channel. I know I harp on this a lot every show, but these small metrics are motivation for me to get up out of bed every morning and are much appreciated. 2020 has been a year of enormous growth for Cardano in the face of unprecedented restrictions. The COVID pandemic put a swift stop to travel, face-to-face -face meetings, and the normal workday, but that did not stop the Cardano Foundation from landing key executive jobs like Chief Executive Officer. Fred Griegard began as Cardano Foundation's first CEO and agreed to join us one last time before the end of the year. Joining us once again all the way from Switzerland, one of the principal financial centers of the world and home to Cardano Foundation headquarters, Fred Griegard, Chief Executive Officer of the Cardano Foundation. Fred, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. What can I say? I just enjoy talking with you and talking to the community. Awesome. So you've had a little bit of time to get your hands dirty in the job. Having started about two months ago, we interviewed you right uh, when you first started. And now I've got a bunch more questions. So are you ready? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. All right. So diving right in, this keeps coming up and I'm hoping you can clear it up or at least clarify the actual situation. In his September update with Cardano ambassadors, Nathan Kaiser, the foundation's chairperson, said there is no contract with IOHK. What is this legally binding document or contract Charles keeps referring to in his AMAs that defines the creation and roles of each arm of Cardano? Oh, I mean, I think probably that's a question you have to ask Charles, really, right? Uh, but from uh, from our side, you can look a little bit at the at the history of the foundation. And obviously, I was not there the whole time. But the foundation is actually uh, quite a bit newer than Imogo and RHK. So, um, you know, when the original uh, voucher sale was done with the original entity, right? Uh, there is then basically two entities were founded, and then the foundation. As you know, today the Swiss Foundation was only founded way later, huh? so we are kind of the newest in the Trinity, you can say, um, and that also means that we don't have a legally binding contract as such uh, with IRHK or Imoco, who basically stipulates uh, our role and responsibilities. But what we do have is what's called a deed, and we have our bylaws, right? So as a foundation, you have to say what is the purpose and the vision of the foundation and we are a regulated entity in switzerland and that basically means that the regulator actually supervises uh, and checks that we are following uh, that direction and that purpose and uh, you know we can you know it's a bit i don't know if it's boring for the listeners but we can speak a little bit about what that entails and what that really entails is that our purpose our vision our deed so the the purpose of the foundation is um, to support uh, third generation blockchain uh, projects and protocols, specifically the Cardano protocol in terms of adoption, 
uh, you know, uh, usability, deployment, uh, etc. Right. So it's as you can imagine, as is a legal document, is 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 very high level, mm -hmm. but it basically sets out direction of let's say where are we supposed to go, and what can we not, you know, where shouldn't we mm -hmm. go, right? And there is, um, you know, we are, we are an audited entity, right? And there's a um, and a council of uh, you know board of directors. Um, it translates a little bit bad. It's not really board of directors. It's, it's more like the foundation board mm -hmm. because they actually have different legal liabilities compared to a limited liability company, right? And um, and they basically then set forward, you know, the mandate of the executive body, me as a CEO. And then on the flip side, which I think is way more interesting, um, if you can talk about that, right, is that we're actually already on the Bitcoin and the ADA standard. Mm -hmm. So the, the money we got, community, uh, you can say, uh, to, to hold our role and our purpose, uh, our corporate purpose in life, which is very close to my private purpose in life, luckily, um, we have all of that in, uh, in the Bitcoin and uh, in, in cryptocurrencies, really, in ADA. The majority is in ADA, right? And then we have a little bit in other currencies. Um, and that basically makes us also economically incentivized uh, for the success of the Cardano deployment. Sure. So there's an economic incentive, there's a, a legal um, direction and a regulatory incentive. And then there is obviously also to work for the Cardano Foundation, you have to be a believer in the project. You have to be a believer in that, that you want to change the world mm -hmm. uh, and make the world or basically enable the architects of the future. And not us to be the victims of the future, right? And um, so there's, there's a couple of things who kind of pull together, uh, but it is a very different governance form, which mm -hmm. is also extremely interesting because you know if we were just optimizing towards shareholder value, which you would normally do in, mm -hmm. a, in a shareholder company, right? Uh, you would argue around the timelines as well. And what is very interesting about foundations is that the timelines here is is very different, right? We are in here to build principal systems of the future, which basically means when we see ADA goes up, we are very happy. If we see ADA goes down, we're also very sad. But what we are trying to do really is to ensure that uh, that there comes a full adoption of the protocol. And by that also that ADA kind of not just increases the value, but it becomes a household name really, right? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think about the ADA standard and also have outlined the first high level KPIs around what are we going to do as a foundation to really help to augment uh, the protocol and help IRHK or IOG to deploy the protocol, but also to onboard the different actors of the future community uh, on that. Um, so I think there's, um, there's many things who kind of go hand in hand uh, even though there is no legal contract, as you rightfully says. Well, I'd like and to, actually, before we well, get too much further deep, that, that deed that you're talking about, where did that come from? I mean, was that like an, uh, an idea Charles had and kind of pushed forward? I mean, where did that original deed and it's being spelled out, where did that all come from? Uh, well, it came from the original founders of the protocol and Charles uh, was, was definitely in the, in the, in, this, in the seat there, right? But there was a few others as well. Fortunately, I'm not familiar with them. Um, I met Ken a few times, but my Japanese is, uh, is a little bit limited. Mm -hmm. uh, but we spoke together through an interpreter in, the in a big workshop we had in London where we came together. Uh, at that time, I was at PwC, right? So it was basically PwC, Muogo, IOG, uh, the foundation, and so on, where we worked towards, you know, what is the mutual deliverables and how do we actually ensure that the three entities perform uh, as maximum together, right? 
and there I, I had uh, the opportunity to meet um, some of the representatives from Imoco, right? But um, but yeah, no, it, it, the deed really comes from the from the initiators, right? They they said foundation actually works, right? So there is mm -hmm. one or two or several persons who comes together and say we need to 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 achieve something who is bigger than us, uh, and even though you know, we, you know, life might change and circumstances might change, but we want to have a self-owned entity who is supervised and, you know, you know, empowered and have a mandate to walk that direction through fire and water, right? Or at least until they run out of money. Um, yeah. Uh, I've just seen... And, um, yeah, so the deed is... Yeah? I've just seen, you know, the, a little bit of confusion and some of the naysayers kind of behind, uh, be hiding behind this contract. So I really appreciate, you know, you clarifying all of this for us. Um, now, I've spoken to people from the Cardano Foundation pretty much all over the world, Mexico, Japan, Germany, Switzerland. Can you walk us through how it's all set up, the logistics, basically, how the Cardano Foundation conducts business? Yeah, um, sure, I can do that. Uh, at this time, I should probably share with you uh, maybe an old chart or a slide or something, but it's, uh, it's basically... Um, Let's talk about five levels of the Cardano Foundation. So on the absolute top level, we have the council or, or, or board. And there, as I spoke to you before, the idea and the design principles is the operational board to a supervisory board. And then uh, they hired uh, me um, to basically build up an executive management team who is full-time dedicated to push this forward and supervised uh, by the council. And in the executive team, we have Eva Oberhauser, who is we call a chief growth officer. And she basically has three main departments under her. And her main role is really around adoption um, and onboarding um, on the Cardano protocol. So one team she's having is the former team of community managers, which is now uh, more called stakeholder managers and business hacking. And what we mean about that is that it's really their job to look at you know, uh, growth hacking, uh, to look at uh, ambassador programs, to look at, um, you know, community hubs, and I'll come back to that in a minute as well, um, to look at, you know, anything which basically relates there. And I think before we've been maybe a little bit, I wouldn't say reactive, but we've been servicing the community. And I would like to kind of take one more step ahead and say we should be much more proactive and kind of start running a narrative in different geographical regions around that. Then we have a marketing team, um, whose main job is to basically, um, you know, get the word out there and make, uh, you know, Cardano a household name, but also tell about what is the maximum impact Cardano can make. So not just Cardano the protocol, but also Cardano the foundation, because there's, you know, different levels of that. Um, so I think here the, the marketing job is, is really much more about showing what is actually possible with a third generation impact. And when we talk about shifting the power to the edges of society and creating a, a world where people can stand together and agree on what the problems are and actually really using our infrastructure, um, then, you know, the narrative from a normal marketing department really changes, right? So it's not traditional marketing as such. And then we have a comms department, um, which really is about, you know, taking care of the uh, press releases, the communication, the, let's say the non-planned, um, you know, communication, you can call it that. So that's really around the, the let's say, the growth. Then um, we have, of course, Henrik Pfeiffer, or, um, which you, you're probably familiar with, right? 
and he used to be the um, his role was the like the general secretary, mm -hmm. and he's more towards like a classical, if there's anything classical with Astra, you know, foundation, but he's more towards a, a CEO role. So what I see him very much is that where the chief growth officer, her job is to fail as much as possible and iterate and iterate until she gets it right. Under our operations, the more we take over of operations from IOG until the community will take it over, right? Because a lot of the things we will be doing will just be the first stab at it. We will do the first version of, of Google Maps. So we will do the first mm -hmm. version of, of some kind of a dApp, or we do the first version of, of a wallet or whatever that might be, right? And then hopefully the community will take it over and run that, right? So we do everything open source as much as possible, but show the art of the possible, right? And in that operations department, right, we cannot fail, right? So as we are an audited, uh, regulated, uh, uh, we run on <laughs> on the Bitcoin slash ADA standard, right? Or at least on a crypto standard, right? Uh, you know, it's uh, we can't just call the bank and say, oh, sorry, you know, we, you know, uh, you know can you send us back that transaction, mm -hmm. right? So. We have the same, you know, bearer risk as any other company working in this kind of a setup, right? But it's also about being true to who we are as a protocol. I mean, we could sell a lot of ADA and then, you know, invest it in traditional assets and then, you know, be a bit more, you know, from a portfolio perspective, diversified. But that's not who we are, right? And therefore, Henrik is very much responsible for anything regarding, the, say, the, the core operations, right? And that also entails our legal department, which we have a big wish to basically increase. Because I believe that one of the biggest problems we will see for adoption in a decentralized ecosystem as ours is the regulatory risk. Yeah. As you might have seen yesterday, uh, Ripple was out and saying that the SEC is looking to, to do an, uh, a lawsuit against them, right? It's probably old news, right? But it was announced yesterday. Yeah, Charles did a video that on it. Changed, yeah, that changes the game completely, mm -hmm. right? So. For me, you know, I spoke to Stakepool who was scared about how is the regulator looking at me? Am I being looked at as an asset manager because people are delegating assets to me and I'm then doing something on a computer and I'm basically sending the money back? You know, that could be seen as, as, as a mutual fund kind of or a collective investment scheme as we call it in my language, right? So we need to be much more, let's say, much stronger in sharing what we do and the learnings we have so when we, for instance, you know, are, are on the ADA standard already, right? And we do staking and that's our only income stream. What is the taxable events, right? What mm -hmm. is the taxable events of staking? And as soon as we figure that out, right? We should be sharing that uh, in Switzerland at least. And we should start coming together with Tessas and EOS and Neo and other stake, uh, 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 proof of stake protocols, right? And maybe kind of carve it up because a lot of these events is kind of similar. So we should help people that they don't get into problems with the regulator and so forth uh, when they build on our infrastructure. So I mm -hmm. call it regulatory and compliance de-risking to allow enterprises. And therefore we want to have, you know, a bit more bandwidth on the, on the legal vacuum there. So not only do we do it for ourselves, but we actually kind of can start helping the community to, to do these things. But there's also a lot of business models there. There's mm -hmm. great business models around, you know, building, you know, um, uh, reg tech companies uh, to serve companies who build on our infrastructure, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's also quite a lot of opportunity there. And I'm, uh, I wouldn't say I'm sad, right? But I, when I do look into idea scale and so on, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking opportunities, right? When I'm reading those kind of great ideas and the Cardano improvement suggestions and so on, 
I mean, there's a lot of here to build a, a business uh, when the adoption really goes in the direction we are seeing. And, and you're not seeing uh, that in idea scale, or you are? I'm in idea scale, yeah. I mean, you're not seeing those innovative, opportunistic ideas happening in idea scale? Are you, I mean, what are you thinking about uh, the community proposals in there? I think they're really good, but I think they are, it's the first wave we're seeing. So we're seeing the early adopters of people who are seeing, you know, what can be better in terms of, of running a, a single person company. I'm not seeing so many ideas about how do we ensure that the, the World Bank uses Cardano as an infrastructure for all of their payments, infrastructure and lecture activities of the future. Um, and that's not bad. I'm just saying when you see a gap like that, uh, that's also an opportunity to build a business on Cardano to service people who build on Cardano, mm -hmm. right? So, um, so the, they say the entrepreneur in me is, uh, is quite happy, but I'm also, it says a little bit about the maturity of blockchain in general of the market, but also of, um, let's say, the infrastructure we are having. Mm -hmm. I'm actually um, playing around at the moment with a kind of um, a, like a two grid slide, which basically on one end has the technical, uh, it has the technical development capabilities, which is very much controlled by IOG. And then on the other axis, we basically have the Cardano Foundation and what are called the market infrastructure. We need to kind of start being responsible for the layer one and layer two market infrastructure, which allow people to go on the ADA standard, which allow people to run mission critical and life critical infrastructure on us, and allows people to, to solve local societal problems um, on our infrastructure, right? And and the, the relationship is probably, you know, like, you know, it's not a straight line, right? But but the academics, the, the, the development, a lot of that is really coming and pushed from IRG, and we need to be much closer to what is the demands of the market for adoption. And and unfortunately, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be hard here, right? But unfortunately, I feel that our community um, is, is very individual. There's a lot of very strong, very capable, very good developers. I would love that we had a little bit more um, you know, like the SECs of the guy, you know, the, you know, the, the CTOs of banks and, you know, a little bit more of those people who is also, we need to bridge the old world. We cannot just take over and then create a world from a white, from a whiteboard. It would be great. I mean, that's how Elon Musk is sending a, a rocket uh, to Mars, right? And the half of the price of what NASA is doing. Mm -hmm. But, but the world doesn't work like that if we speak about regulation and money and transactions and consumer protection, right? After that, our community becomes more inclusive and more diverse, right? Um, but I think it's happening, and it's just a it's just a matter, of, you know, it's 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 just a matter of time, really, right? I mean, everything is coming together now, so, so uh, the market is screaming of blockchain. There's a lot of problems we didn't see before, which is now very apparent due to COVID, um, right? So it's, it's, I think it's moving really fast. And then the last part of the organization, right? So we saw about, you know, you said, maybe how is, how is the nuts and bolts in the machinery, right? That's, uh, that's the part we don't have yet. And that's the Achilles right now. And that is, I am really looking for a chief technology officer to build up an engineering capability in the foundation. And it's not because we want to be IOG. No, it's because our purpose is to also, when the community really takes over the project, right? So when it really becomes 100% community-led and we decide on a hard fork and somebody does D that can be a community team, that can be anybody, right? They now do the code. And imagine that we have 15, 20, 30 countries who's all running their medical uh, registers 
on, on Cardano. And now we have a hard fork and that hard fork does not, is not very successful. What do we do then? Mm -hmm. And it, that is the, basically the Achilles in a decentralized system, right? And I think that's where we come in. We should be the last little bit of centralization there is. Uh, and if we can discover a way to kind of make us, you know, not needed, let's do that, right? But I think we need a little bit of centralization. So for instance, for a quality review, audit and oversight of the code releases in the future, I believe that in the Cardano Foundation would need uh, a couple of architects and a strong CTO to help the community to take and vote on the right people, but also to overlook the architecture and the code and ensure that the documentation is up to speed. So not only is the is this is the code doing what it's supposed to do, uh, but they can also be verified by other people, and it always works, right? Um, so this, you know, you know, predictability, trust, and accountability on the system um, has to basically also go into the future. And I think that's one of the large roles we have in the Cardano Foundation. Not now, but in uh, in a couple of years. Um, when everything is 100% decentralized and community-led. The chief executive officer of the Cardano Foundation had a whole lot more to say, and we'll bring you the rest of his interview Friday. So be sure to tune in to that. Before we take off, one final reminder to hit that thumbs up icon, subscribe to our channel, and consider our stake pool, United Stakes of Cardano, a high-pledge competitive fee stake pool, your stake pool of choice. Ticker USA01. Look us up in Daedalus or Uroi. And if you just can't get enough of Fred Griegaard, here's a link to his first interview on the show. He is a talker and we'd not have it any other way. And while we're at it, special thanks to the Cardano Foundation for hooking up this interview. It is very much appreciated. I'm James Kiever and that's your Cardano Update.